Hello. What is going on? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. One. <laughs> okay. Do <laughs> you remember Count Chocula? Um, yeah, isn't that Sesame Street? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One. Uh, uh, he's right. still around. Yeah, still he's around. still around. <laughs> well, welcome back. We are happy to have another day where we can um, share with you some of our experiences um, in marriage, some of our triumphs, some of our... Um, lessons. Lessons, learned. hardships, right? Or still learning. Still learning, pending. <laughs> pending. Um, and so... Uh, We'll open up in prayer yeah. and ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes as we um, discern some of these subjects and and just share for, with our heart um, a little bit about them. Okay. Lord, we just thank you. We ask that your spirit um, just illuminate, open the eyes to our heart, Lord, so that we can hear your voice and, and drown out those other voices that compete with you. Help us to capture every thought, Lord, um, to obedience to you, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So today we're, we're, I'm excited to talk about this. This was like an epiphany. So sometimes we kind of like talk about, we share like what we're going to talk about yeah. and then, and then we'll like, we'll throw ideas and there's one that always lands like, yes, yes. <laughs> this is it. This is the yeah. one. So we're talking about managing different life stages in, in context into our marriage. Yeah. And, well, and and family, right? Marriage yeah, and, and family yeah. relationships. In our home. In our home. Yeah, in our home. Right. Um, and I'm sure this can apply. Um, some of these principles can certainly apply in friendships and yeah, um, can give you insight into some of these things. But before we move on, I did want to say that uh, any questions, any comments, any anything that you have, we'll kind of read them on, on air if you have any Um Feel free to feel free to give to us comment. thumbs down. Whoever that person was, yeah, last somebody week. gave us a thumbs down. Somebody gave find us a thumbs down last week. Some heathen. It's some, all right. <laughs> some satanic. We are not made for everyone. Yeah, it's totally yeah, fine. It's cool. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think you know we we love feedback and we would love to hear from you if there's a specific topic that um, you know you want you want to for us to discuss or for us to kind of dive into. We we'll definitely try our best and um, questions any prayer requests, anything. I mean, that you could think yeah. of, we would love to hear from you. Or even live, like what you're hearing us talk about. We, yeah. we, we don't mind kind of interacting, going, with interacting and just going off, um, you know, you know, from, from the top of our head, you know, yeah. and if we don't know the answer, we'll tell you, we'll get back to you. It's fine. <laughs> um, all right. So we're talking about managing different life stages in marriage. And, um, I think, and honey, why don't you set up the problem? Because, yeah. you know, in any and anything we discuss, if there's not a problem to solve, it's pr probably not worth. Not worth talking about. Not worth talking about, yeah. right? So, I mean, we got to set up the problem. And I and I hope that we all can unite and in and, and some way identify and go, yeah, okay, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I think this topic was relevant to us because it it's what we've gone through um, and still going through. And we're going to be going through it for the entire rest of our marriage. Um we are into and have always been into very different stages in our life. So, you know, when we first um, got married, I was very young. You were older than me. So you're I think we're apart by 11 years, if I'm not mistaken. So just going into entering into a marriage um, in different age brackets, different generations, 
um, we're naturally going to have, you know, different preferences. We're naturally going to have different um, things that interest us. We're going to have all of the, you know, stereotypical things from our each of our generations, which sometimes we don't, you know, sometimes we share in, in things, but there's definitely, you're definitely a Gen Xer and I'm definitely a millennial. I think we've established, <laughs> we've established that. <laughs> Yeah, we we've sure established did. that and, and that did. that comes that kind of applies not just to age but it applies to a, a myriad of things right mm -hmm. so w the problem that we see a lot of the times is people entering into marriages without understanding two things where they're at in their life like what stage are they at and then what stage is their spouse at right right and that's where it kind of, you know, delves into a, or dives into a really big, big issue. Yeah. I, I think, I think, all, you know, in the beginning in any marriage, before you even move into, um, you know, uh, engagement and you start talking about planning the marriage and, um, you know, we start moving in that direction. We start to really think about, um, let me see our dogs are misbehaving. <laughs> Delilah. No, no misbehaving. Come. No, she's good. She's good. Okay. Um, and so when we start to think about it, like we always like paint pretty pictures in our marriage when we're starting to go into the to the marriage route. Yeah. Everything's great. You know, we're think our mind is in other things. We're very willing to to sacrifice. We're willing willing to negotiate, right? And so everything's the lovey-dovey stage. And then of course, when you start moving into um the first 6 months where you're actually living with each other. First 6 months. Yeah, like, yeah. they're look at that. All <laughs> Don't right, get so, distracted. So you got to understand that our dog, <laughs> we closed her crate cage and she is literally trying to lift it up on her own. <laughs> this is so amazing. Crazy. This is amazing to watch. This I don't is... even know how she knows to do that. She opened it. Go ahead, go ahead and close <laughs> okay, it. Go. Okay, you well, continue. yeah, I'll continue. So essentially, um, what you can do is, uh, you know, when we start thinking about those life stages that we have been through and those stages that, um, you know, uh, in that sort of honeymoon period we always call it the honeymoon period um there are things that we compromise easily on and then six months later we just sort of reality begins hitting us <laughs> yeah. right and then and then like we start worrying about like well what about me and then and then we start noticing the incompatibilities yeah. and so what carla hit up in the beginning is often we don't evaluate our spouse with asking um um we don't really seek to understand. We seek to um, judge or we'll seek to discern like um, what's wrong with them. Like, how do I fix them? Yeah. And so we don't analyze, wait a minute, what life stage am I marrying this person in? Right? Like, like, because here's the problem. The problem is that um, you will never outgrow the stage that you're in. I'm going to say this again. Your output is directly related to the stage that you're currently walking in your life. So Jesus said it sort of like, um, uh, would, would a, would a thorn bush give figs? Yeah. Right. So it's like, it's fruit. 
Yeah, mm -hmm. essentially, um, whatever stage a person is in, that's what you can anticipate for them to produce and give out in, in the marriage. Mm -hmm. And and so short term, um, under bliss, under the emotional highs, under the lure of sex, and under the lure of freedom, of the lure of emotions and having a wedding and under all these allurements, um, th those issues kind of go away. But then when reality starts setting in and you have to pay bills and you have to spend time and you have to go to work and someone has to cook and someone has to clean or and, you have to make decisions and you have to make Things decisions like and you have to cut budgets and whose yeah. budget are you going to cut? Right. Right. And, and when you start having to really get into the details of things, then, um, the life stages become more apparent. If you're not prepared to understand, wait a minute, what life stage did I marry? Now, mind you, it'll be beneficial to do this before you get married. Yeah. Or at least, you know, I think you may not always align, you know, initially, but I think you have to understand like what you're saying, understand the, your life stage and your spouse's or potential spouse life stage, um, and be able to accept it mm -hmm. because people grow, you know, people mature, even in our relationship, you've grown, you know, you've changed. Um, I've definitely, I've grown up in our relationship, essentially, you know, mm -hmm. went into a, a adulthood in our relationship. And right. my mindset from when I was 18 is totally different, you know, and my life experiences have changed me. Your life experiences, our life experiences together. Like the, 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 the change and the life stage is never going to stay the same, but like what you said, you are at a specific stage in your life when you get married. And that is where you're going to be until you grow out grow, of that grow stage. Out of that stage. And, and then you're going to be as fruitful as that stage exactly. permits you to be. Right. So, you know, and so I will say this, if you're contemplating marriage and you're, th and, and you're hearing this and you're comp contemplating getting marriage, please go through, talk to your pastor, go through sure. marriage, you know, that, what do they call it? Premarital, Premarital counseling, counseling yeah. and go through that program. If your church doesn't offer that program, seek alternative resources, yeah. or just talk to your pastor and say, look, I want to get married. You know, can we set up a couple of meetings with me and my, you know, to soon to be spouse fiance. and yeah, fiance and, and how can we, um, come, come in alignment because there's a lot of wisdom, um, that hopefully we can go through and knowledge that can be, uh, imparted to you. Um, so real quick, before we move on to the next, uh, problem, um, I remember, I don't know if you remember this when we were, for, when we were, uh, engaged, um, we had premarital counseling with your father, right? Mm -hmm. Um, we've been for a couple sessions with him. Which and... is probably a mistake. Not because the advice was bad. <laughs> no, the advice was so actually we, you, good. You should always have a third party. Yeah, someone. a neutral party. But right? he just happened to be our pastor. He, he did a great job yeah, and, um, gave us some really good advice. And I, uh, one thing I always remember, and I always kind of go back to, and now that we were, you know, picking this as a topic, that's one thing that I, you know, came to my memory that he said, like, you are both in very different places in your life. Even back 17 years ago, mm -hmm. you know, when we were think, you know, we're talking about getting married and we were planning on getting married. It, it's his words like are ingrained in my brain. Like you, Carla are going to be a different person 20 years from now. 
And Ben, you know, is going to be a different person 20 years from now. And you're going to have to understand that and accept that. And all of the things, all of the nuances that come with growing up and, and being in a different, two different generations and two different um, stages in your life. And so that's, it's, it's something that we already knew about and we, we've gone through our relationship knowing this, but when it's played out in specific areas of our life, it's been a challenge you yeah. know, for us. Yeah, I think it's specifically because we all go in with expectations. So we have a movie right. playing in our mind yeah. when we're going into marriage. We've already have it figured out. We think how it's going to be, yeah. waking up in the morning, how it's going to be, spending, you know, men, you know how it is. We're all looking for our mothers. So, you know, <laughs> someone's going to clean up and cook. And, and so there are all these expectations that we build in our minds. And I can't say it enough. Again, have these issues ironed out. Preferably, we need to find... Um, spouses that are compatible with our biblical expectations. Everything else that's not in scripture should be negotiable. But so there, there are certain roles that we believe that each spouse should play. And those things need to be ironed out well in advance, but not just ironed out in concept, ironed out in, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, mm -hmm. because there's, there's categories of stages. So, you know, you have your your, you know, spiritual category of stages, you have your mental, emotional stage. And then of course you have physical stage of, of, of life stages. And, and so these things like, so you can sit there and conceptualize all day, but if you're not emotionally mature to really understand what that, what those implications are, yeah. what the cost of that is, like I could tell you earlier in our marriage, we talked about it. I mean, we, and I'm talking about, we talked about it. Like we had like five, five, six, seven conversations. <laughs> she had five or six conversations with her sister. We had conversations with, uh, with my dad. With what, my parents. With yeah. her parents. And then when it came time to it, she was like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know if I can do this. Like, I, I'm not sure that this is what I signed up for. And my, my, and so it, it became you know, obviously what, what I reflect on now is that at that time, I don't think Carla was ready for marriage in the sense of the implications of really what it meant once you start. And I think we talked about that. Yeah. I mean, if we had to do it over again, no, maybe you've waited a little longer. Yeah. No, no. 18, 19 year old, and not probably not even a 25 year old in this generation yeah, probably, understands yeah. the sacrifice that is marriage. Yeah. And, and, um, and I think for me, I conceptually, like you said, I understood it. Um, I, but uh, like you mentioned in the beginning, you go into a relationship with an expectation. Mm. Um, and that is just like the wrong mindset to have. Not to say that you shouldn't have standards. That's different. You know, you should have standards for the person that you're marrying. But the expectation for the individual needs to be adjusted. It has to be. Yeah. It has to be adjusted and and it has to be in accordance to where they're at. Um, or you just don't go into that relationship because you you are in you are in no position to be able to change somebody. Um, that's only God. That's only the Lord that's able to change that person from where they're at. And that goes to this, so back to the spiritual stage that we were talking about is 
where is your walk you know with the lord where is your spouse's walk and we had this issue too in our marriage you know ben ben um has been in the lord for for longer than me because obviously you've been born <laughs> you were born way before me uh, but not just that you know he has a, a calling you know he's prepared um biblically you know he's has a master's in divinity like there's just so many differences between both of us um and then spiritually he's more mature than i am he's always been more mature than i am and and oftentimes that's posed an issue because i'm trying to catch up and then he's trying to catch me up and and that's all those are things that the lord himself is is responsible for doing you yeah. know for, for changing and so yeah, and, and to highlight on that, yeah. it's it's the point of understand uh, that. It, let me just say, it doesn't mean that you say, "Oh, our life stages are not the same, and we're not compatible." That's not at all what I'm saying. No, you can totally because be there's grace, that, yeah. there's yeah. discipleship, there's there's so many factors that play in education. That, yeah. There's so many things, but the point is, is that you have to adjust. You have to say, okay, hey, you know what? Um, you know, I'm in this stage. She's in that stage, or she's in that stage, and I'm on this stage. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to adjust maybe my approach i'm gonna right. have to adjust my expectations i'm gonna have to adjust how i converse with my spouse on this issue or how you address an issue with them. yeah or how i address an issue because there, there's just differing life stages especially with false expectations the other problem and carla hit on it was the alignment spiritually and it's not just you know again conceptually if you were brought up in church it's like we've talked about in the past when we talk about the roles of the home and and you know the role of the husband the role of the wife what what mm -hmm. what part submission has we've had dozens upon dozens of conversations on submission and here's the thing what i thought submission was was incorrect even though i said yeah i believe in it what she, i what thought she was, thought was submission. she was like yeah, i believe in submission i'm submissive i'm so you know and and and, yeah. it, and it was like no definitely right? not definitely <laughs> not right and so what ends up happening is again we conceptually agree that the word of god so we've gotten to the point where we believe the word of god is infallible right you know it's the source of all truth it it, it is um completely um sufficient to address all of our life issues um we do not have to go outside of the word of god we believe that right but that our capacity to understand it and follow it is different because our maturity is not not completely there and again those are life stages we have things so like i mentioned there are um three that we've identified I, i'm yeah. sure there's more than this there like, is there's actually five to... life stages that we talked about like the the infant and the adolescent yeah. and, and then the, yeah. you know the builder and uh, that's not what really what we're addressing no, no, here no. in terms of growth human growth we're right. talking about there are three categories where life stages are working themselves out. Yeah. And we want to kind of stay loose on this because we don't want to get in the weeds too no. much, right? Um, this but is just, I think, the categories that we've identified that have caused strife or, or challenges life. in right. our relationship mm -hmm. and maybe even relationships that we've, you know, seen and, yeah. and, and witnessed. Yeah, so. that's right. So the first one is mental and emotional stages, right? And that's our soul, 
right? Our soul, it, the heart is the seed of our soul. Um, our minds are part of our soul, right? And, and how we think and how we feel and how we process what we like, what we don't like, our preferences, all of that is part yeah. of who we are. Um, the the psychological psychonauts will call it our id, right? Um, our ego, our, our, our just who we are. And um, talk, uh, Carla, talk a little bit about what that comprises. Like, can I just kind of, you know, in your opinion, what yeah. you've seen that? No, this know, is great. Uh, great, great segue to, to talk about it. Um, I think when we talk about mental, emotional, um, we're referring to your maturity level as a person. This is not spiritual. This is just as a person. Um, you know, we all come with baggage into our relationships sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, most times mm-hmm. and, um, that the way that we've grown up, the way that we've been raised, the way that we've been taught to address issues, um, all of that builds, you know, and develops us into who we are at that certain time. And so if we, if we don't understand, you know, I, this person's a little bit more mature when it comes to handling, you know, conflicts or this person's more mature when it comes to making decisions or, you know, I'm more mature in this area. And like, those are things that are going to often get in the way of communication. They're going to get in the way of decision-making. They're going to get in the way of, um, preferences. Like, like you said, that's what the emotional mental state looks like. Um, temperaments. Yeah. You know, how you handle, how you handle disappointment Mm -hmm. versus, you know, your spouse. I think we had a lot of issues with that until even recently, you know, I've had to adjust, um, cause I'm a firecracker and of course, a lot of that has to do with age too and maturity level We're in different stages in, in our life and different ages. Um, you know, you, you tend to learn how to cope. You tend to learn how to deal with difficult situations better as you mature in your life. And, and that's part of this mental, emotional stage. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, some, there are some folks who, um, you know, just ha- see a better path, maybe less access to education, right? So if you come out coming out of high school and you didn't have somebody to further refine that knowledge and f- further re- re- refine your skill sets, your you, the level of education is certainly going to affect your ability to to um, create solutions to problems. And 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 I'm not saying that it's a definitive, but it certainly can impact, right? Mm -hmm. The set of tools you have available to you to, to resolve problems. Uh, another thing that, um, I kind of always remember is like, you know, that 30 year old, right. That is still living at home with mom, right. It's a different life stage. And it's like, there are these adults mid, mid tier, sort of mid age, 30 to 40 year old adults that are still living in adolescence and still process yeah. and with adolescence tendencies. Um, and so this is a prime example of someone that physically is at one stage, but maybe emotionally and mentally, they're just incapable of, yeah. of you know, I know of a, of a woman who's married um, and she's in her, you know, late 20s, early 30s, but like she processes like an adolescent, like you cannot mention one critical thing or discern like, Hey, you know, I noticed that 
um, you said you were going to do this and you did that. And like, if you do that, it's like a blow up. Like, and, and, yeah. and the, and what's worse is that everyone around the individual is like, no, no, don't do that. Don't, you know, don't, don't, don't tell the, don't speak to her that way, you know, because it, it it's almost like an accepted thing. Yeah. Um, so this is the divorce between, you know, age. And so this is why we create the gaps. Uh, maybe, you know, and look, I, I'll be honest with you. I was one of them, but you know, there are some pastors and some great theologian scholars online in the Twitterverse that I follow. And these people are like, you know, oh, excuse me, X. Anyways, so, you, you know, these people. Xverse? I would just say. Probably Xverse, yeah. Xverse. <laughs> um, and these people are just, man, theologically, spiritually insightful people. They're just there, man. And then, and then, like, you see them kind of react to some people or you probably see how petty they can be yeah. on an argument or you can see just some sort of pettiness. Or they take offense. They take so offense easily. so Things. easily. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, so their spiritual maturity to some extent is 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 probably healthy. They understand the word. They're sensitive to the yeah. spirit. But their ability to process their own emotions, which is still tied into spiritual, right? Self-control is the spiritual fruit. But what I'm saying is that there's a certain soul level of biting your tongue, right? And that skill set of, you know what? I'm just going to bite my tongue. I'm just not going <laughs> to yeah. say something. That level of maturity hasn't developed. And so yeah. you see that you know, um, often play out even in the church, even with pastors, pastors who are very talented, have a great sermon preached. They love their congregation. They're extremely approachable. Um, and you know what? They're very smart and patient. And but you know what? They're severely overweight. And and <laughs> and so their energy levels are like and and so th th their accessibility is less. And and so we have all seen people like that. Right. And so what ends up happening is that's a life stage, you know, physically, that physical life stage. And so it, it's always going to uh, vary. So there's the mental, emotional, there's the spiritual. That means our walk with Christ in the different levels. Right. There's some people who are strong in the Lord, feasting on milk uh, and, and enjoying that milk. But they're not they haven't moved on to solid food. Right. They haven't gone into theological issues. They can't defend the Trinity. They don't know why they believe the word of God. They don't even know why we open the word of God. As a matter of fact, there are people filling churches up by the thousands and they never open up the word of God. Yeah. Right. So how, how bringing it back to marriages and relationships, because I think this is the, the important part. I know we see that in, in different people's lives in general, but I think, you know, how does that impact a marriage or a family, you know, a home, because um, uh, relationships are in the home are more than just your spouse and you. It's also your children and your family. Yeah, I think communication, certainly when we start thinking about how we're going to address, you know, so there is an initial stage in conflict that we go through where we start to discern. And I like to say that because um it's not always critical. It's discerning like, man, where does this come from? Yeah. Like how, how, how did, how do we get here? Or, or what, how do I resolve the problem? And what we do is we discern in accordance with our life stage. Right. Right. So yeah. we look at, I look at my life stage and I'm like, 
you know, man, the Lord says that, you know, be holy, be separate. Like we, we, we should, you know, depart from the world in terms of having friendship with the world. And then I'll take that information and how I apply that. And then I'll say, why isn't my wife doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and for all I know, the Holy Spirit's working with my wife, but he's, he's on, he, you know, he's on like, Hey, you know, and again, this is an example. Um, but let's say my wife had a struggle with marijuana and she's been, you know, she used to smoke a lot of pot and, and get high and Not whatnot. True. Yeah. It's an example. Yeah, it's an example. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, here I am like telling the Lord, like, man, you know, why isn't my wife like, you know, excited to go to church three times a week, like I am. And, <laughs> right. and her yeah. podcast should be filled with sermons. And yeah, yeah man, I, you know, I want, I, I want her to listen to James White. And I want her to listen to Mark Driscoll. And I want her, you know, and I, this is what I want. And, you know, um, but the Holy Spirit is working with her on, you know, in convicting her and moving her maybe on her pot addiction. And that's kind of the trench the trench that she's fighting, right? That that's the warfare that, that that the Lord is is calling her. And so my eyes are completely somewhere else. And the Lord is in his personal walk with my wife is right. at a different level. Right. And again, this is how it applies on understanding the spiritual life stage mm-hmm. that your wife is on. What what is the Lord? And and God, this is so important because you I suffered through this. It's like, I got to look at my wife and be close enough, dialogue enough, pray enough with her to understand where is the Lord working at? And instead of trying to create a new ripple, and instead of trying to impose, why don't I lead where the Holy Spirit is already leading and encourage her and pray over her and share scripture with her and ask her if she has questions and ask questions. How are you feeling? And how, you know, how's the Lord moving you through this? Um, so this this is very important when we talk about the the impact of communication and strategy um in understanding um life stages yeah i I think you know conversely some experiences that i've had you know is dealing with you know with you is um i i have a lot of energy (laughs) a lot a lot of energy (laughs) and um you know to me i think that has translated in um always having the need to stay active, right? Me, not active in fitness, guys. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about active, like, you know, having something to do, having a purpose, having um, an activity or an event or, you know, something. And when you are in different age ranges and you're different interest levels, because even though we do share a lot of common interests, there's a lot of differences as well. You know, what I, the mute, the type of music I enjoy and the type of music you enjoy is different. The type of environment I, I enjoy and the type of activities that I enjoy are different than the ones you enjoy. Um, and, and I think for a, for a while there, we didn't really communicate those things. And I didn't communicate them to you. I just took it upon myself to 
enjoy the things that I like separately. And that can get you into dangerous territory too, you know? Um, and with, I think with resentment, yeah. right. With, uh, yeah, with resentment, with saying, you know, I, I grew resentment saying like, you don't want to do the things I want to do. You don't take me out. You don't want to get up on a Saturday morning and spend time with me. And like things like that, where, you know, instead of understanding, Hey, you may not be in the same stage that I am. That doesn't mean that I, that we don't enjoy the things that I enjoy or mm -hmm. that we don't enjoy the things that you enjoy, but it's having a conversation about what's important to me and giving you the opportunity to grow, you know, mm -hmm. to acknowledge and to, um, love me, mm -hmm. giving you the opportunity to love me instead of assuming that you should know and that you should already be doing those things. Um, and so that's just, you know, an example of also just not just spiritual, but in everyday life, mm -hmm. that's going to happen um, in your home, in your responsibilities of the home. That's going to happen when you're dealing with your kids. You know, we don't have children, but we've, you know, fostered, we've, you know, have nieces and nephews. We see, you know, how our family and my, and my sister and my brother-in-law, you know, handle that their kids that are in different stages in their lives. And um, it's similar to that. If you don't understand developmentally where your child is, you know, it, it, you can't address them in that way and you can't help develop them and, and grow them in that way. Um, and if you have multiple kids, like you can't treat, we were talking about this, like you can't treat 14 year old the same way that you treat your 10 year old and you can't treat your 10 year old the same way you treat your one year old. Like they're just in different stages in their lives. And as a parent, you know, it's our role in the home and spiritually to be able to maneuver, you know, with them through the different stages of their life. Yeah. So what we, and, and to clarify, when we say treat, what we're saying is when you think about your game plan, how you're going to approach. Yeah. Right. It's not treat like love or no, we're going to do that equally. Given. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we're talking about we're talking about your like when approach. You, when you're going to approach your 13 year old, you're not going to approach your 13 year old like you do your 10 year old. No. And yeah. like, so. Physical, or even the level of responsibility you give them, you know, yeah. it's different. It's, yeah, physical discipline is not gonna. It's not like a one size shoe fits all, same. right? Just so you're not gonna you're not gonna discipline a 13, 14 year old so that they can grow resentment and anger and bitterness and then create, you know. So there are certain things that you you know we have to be wise and understand the life stages, right? Right, uh, and so that shit needs to, and that's going to impact because the impact here not understanding the life stages, we're hearing the my son and daughter never listen to me. Mm -hmm. My son and daughter close up. They never want to talk to me. But why would they want to? Yeah. Why would they want to? You're approaching them in a way, in a non-understanding way. Yeah. You're approaching them the same way you approach them and then we're 10 years old, right. right? And how many times have you said, wow, my daughter's 13. Oh my Lord, my, my son is 13. Because you're still stuck in- They were little, they're little Seven kids. years my old. My baby. Yeah, right. so you're still, <laughs> you're still really, so you haven't really analyzed yeah. and then you're tapping into your expectation your model and you're not understanding the true stage that they're at physically emotionally and spiritually the other thing is be very cautious because these are breeding grounds and again i've always said it there's a spiritual warfare happening and the potential for divorce yeah when you're not understanding your spouse's life stage it, this is critical because 
when you look at what is midlife crisis for men, right? When men go through midlife crisis and they and they tell you, man, I want to buy a Ferrari, and man, I want to, yeah. you know, and the, you see the men going to the stage where they want, you know, they they start going to the gym, they start getting yeah, fit, they yeah, start, yeah. yeah. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's a life stage that can. That can, can get you into tailspin. trouble. Yeah, yeah, it can tailspin. Yeah. And so if you're if you're a spouse, if you're a wife, and you see your husband kind of going through that, there are things you can do to understand the stage yeah. and and then show up for them, show up for them differently, help them, you know, compliment them, tell them that you're noticing, um, be available to some of these activities they want to explore, right? Um, financially responsibly, but if the next car they want to get, and you know, a bit of a sports third, hey, jump in with them and enjoy if the ride. Capable. If you're capable yeah. of it, absolutely. Because not those things are harmless, right? And and I'm again, I'm not excusing the the bad part of the midlife no. crisis. What I'm saying is that at some point of our life, we go through like the men who who start using just for men gel, right? <laughs> so you get the grays, you kind of die on black. We we're right. trying to look younger. Yeah. And, you know. I think so, everybody goes through that. Even, you know, sure, women. Sure. Um, I'm going to be 40 in four years. Mm -hmm. And I never envisioned myself in this at that age. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I think it's it's same thing for women. You know, I, I'm not this. I'm not 25 no more. It's, yeah. You know, it's it's a different stage in life. But I think the the peril that you get yourself into a lot of the times is not understanding um, where you are at your point in time. If your spouse isn't at the same stage that you are, you start thinking mm -hmm. and you, and I'm sure Satan has a lot to do with this too because he puts thoughts in your head. You start thinking, oh, this person isn't compatible with me anymore. You know, my spouse doesn't get me. Yeah. My spouse doesn't understand where I'm coming from. They don't like the same things they used to like, you know. They're not fun anymore. They're not fun anymore. They're not exactly. adventurous anymore. And mm -hmm. what does your mind do? And what does your eyes do? And what does your heart do? It starts looking for other people that are compatible with right. you. Or maybe other you're relationships. Not, or maybe you're not looking, but when it falls on your lap. Or that's true. Yeah. That's, that's and you're, true. And your and your thinking is incorrect. Yeah. Then you're like, oh wait, this person notices yeah. that I'm looking younger. This yeah. person notices how good this suit looks on mm -hmm. me or this dress looks on me. So the man goes, you know, into the workplace and tells the woman, hey, you, you look really nice today. And that's like the... It's an open door. That's like the <laughs> wow, right? Yeah. And so these are the things that we have to be very cautious with. If we don't understand the life stage, not only that our spouse is at, but even ourselves. What life stage am I going through so that I can make sure I'm not susceptible to, to that issue? Yep. Amen. All right. So... What does the Bible say about all of this? Because we just finished pontificating for 38 minutes. I know. And we it's just... It's just a really big... It's, we're a, just it's a really important this. issue, though. <laughs> it's an important issue, yes. I think, that a lot of people yes. don't realize. Yes, um, yes. Happens. So we want to make sure that um, God's word is honored in, in, in some of these concepts. And the first the first thing that we need to understand is in Proverbs 18.2. Can you bring that yes, up? Yes, sir. Awesome. Proverbs 18.2 
it's um, something that I think um, we'd be wise to, to adhere to. What does it say? It says, a fool does not delight in understanding, but only in revealing his own mind. That's right. And so, you know, it is a very foolish thing to not seek to understand. Yeah. Right. If we're just trying to understand what we project, right? And in, in our theological communities, we call that having these presuppositions that mm -hmm. drive our narratives, right? That's a very dangerous thing because yeah. we end up in a in an echo chamber yeah. of our own thoughts and opinions. In a vacuum. And, in a vacuum. We just never learn. And and so people are, you know, we're pirating this blah blah blah. And we just never get to really understand the other individual. Yeah. So the the goal to under, to understanding life stages is understand that there is there is a spiritual principle in seeking understanding, and not only seeking understanding, but it's to apply it. So it's it's not just I want to know, but I want to know how. Right. I want to know how I can approach this. And what your role is in that. You know? Right, right. The other thing is um, there's a another verse that James talks about that I, I particularly like a lot because it talks about it's nature. So in other words, there's knowing and doing, but then there's knowing and doing in a certain manner. And that is in James 3.13. James 3.13, what does it say? It says, who among you is wise and understanding? Let him show by his good behavior, his deeds in the gentleness of wisdom. Look at that, the gentleness yeah. of wisdom, right? So it, it, in other words, there is a way of knowing and there is a way of doing that is received with gentleness because yes. you you so examined your spouse, you, you've actually endeavored in the in the exercise and discipline and sacrifice to understand her so well, men, that that whatever you choose and the tactic you choose is well received in this gentle manner because it's well understood right yeah. not only do you use scripture but you your approach was received well in the spirit of gentleness i i kind of want to read the rest of this because um i think it does kind of apply it says but if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your heart do not be arrogant and so lie against the truth this wisdom is not that which comes down from above, but it's earthly, natural, demonic. For where Ooh. where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder in every evil thing. Absolutely. I mean, I think all of that applies even when you when you rather than understand, rather than um, deal with your spouse that's going through a different life stage than you, rather than dealing them with uh, dealing with them in grace and mercy and gentleness and understanding you're selfish you think about your own self you think about how they're not compatible with you that's natural earthly demonic yeah. like that leads to the worst possible you know yeah. temptation and strife and all of the, the the fruit of the flesh essentially that's right that's right we see also in first peter 3 7 we're given the commandment for men and man let me tell you something this verse I always read it always regurgitated it and said it out loud, but it took root in my heart in some of these classes that we've been going through. Um, and it says, you husbands in the same way, that's a commandment, right? It's not an option. Mm -hmm. You don't roll the dice and mm -hmm. go, oh, let me, this is a commandment. Live with your wives in an understanding way as with, as with someone weaker since she is a woman and show her honor 
as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers would not be hindered. So as someone that perhaps processes things differently, it says to show our wives honor by being understanding. Now, I want to highlight this because we didn't really hit on the physical stage. And I, and I do want to highlight this because in our physical stages, we are constantly changing. I mean, that's one thing that's always happening. And so um, our hormones change. And yeah. when our hormones change, how we feel changes. Right. It's just until we have the new body that Christ has procured for us and promised us that we will have one day, there are just things that we're going to have to suffer through. Right. There are sicknesses and illnesses, but hormonal changes. So if your spouse, for example, if your wife is going through menopause, there's just changes that are going to happen. If your wife still has her period. They're just realities that us that come men along that, that come along mm-hmm. with that, 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 that we have to understand the stages and anticipate that there's also there's illnesses, there's illnesses, yeah. fitness levels, right? Um, I'm not saying that the fitness level when it's poor should stay poor. We should just be permissive of no, it. Right. But, but the conversation we need to be smart about it. So we right. need to say, Hey, you know, I would have really loved it if we could have really gone here. Um, you know, uh, let's talk about how we can do that next time. Or yeah. let's say it needs to be coming from a place of encouragement. And I think that's what we're trying to explain here is that you don't have to, we're not saying you need to accept, like be okay, like, and not, and not address the stage that your spouse is in. If it's, if it's giving you, um, problems or if it's causing strife in your marriage, we're not saying don't address it. We're just saying you have to understand it. That's right. You have to acknowledge where they're at. So that your expectations can be lowered because you and I both know the best way to get bitter and angry and hold on to resentment is when you have this expectation and then they don't meet it. Yes. And so the, the error was that that I'm expecting fig leaves out of this person right. and they're producing thorns. Mm-hmm. I should be already saying, man, let me pray for my spouse yeah. because I know they're going to produce thorns. Right. And I want to encourage them to one day get to the fig leaves. Yes. I shouldn't be at, why didn't you produce fig leaves? Yeah. And then I'm already at an emotional state where I'm not graceful. Right. I'm not loving. I almost become the Pharisee in the relationship. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and so. Well, that's those, not going to get you anywhere. That's either, not right? going like, that's not going to encourage your spouse to change. That's not going to encourage them to mature. That's just going to cause, that's going to cause them to feel attacked. It's going to cause them to feel like they're not worthy of your love and affection. And like, you know, it's going to push them away. Yeah, that's right. And this includes sexual interests. This mm-hmm. includes their, you know, your sexual activity um, may not match what it was when it was 30. And despite all the two o'clock in the morning pill mill uh, uh, yeah. commercials where they promise you something else, the reality is that it's just never going to be the same as it was when you were younger. Right. You know, there's just a reality or even our image, right? <laughs> if our spouses get a little more wrinkly and and a little more, you know, uh, uh, a little more filler, you know, less muscle definition, <laughs> no six pack, you know, these yeah. are all things that I remember hearing someone say, uh, I think it was in a re-engage conference where it says the average person has to spend 
three hours a day in the gym to have a full six pack. Oh gosh. And it's just like, do you really think that a married man who has a job and a family and a family <laughs> should be three hours a day in the gym. Not the, not the best time. <laughs> That's spent. not the best time. If you have, you know, maybe 45 minutes, yeah. but you know, so the, the, the point is that we need to really adjust, you know, our expectations with that. Um, last and not least, um, in terms of a family perception or uh, a family setting, there is a verse in Ephesians chapter six, verse four, um, you want to read it? Yeah. Pulling okay. it up right now is six, four Ephesians six, four it says fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And again, you know, this goes to how we're managing life stages or working through life stages with our children. You know, one of the things that says is do not provoke that word in its Greek form means irritate. Don't irritate our kids yeah. because if you are seeking to understand their life stage, if you're seeking to really get a, what, are, what is my daughter struggling with right now? Like if more men and mothers, uh, would understand the root cause and the issue of sexting and the issue of pornography, all, all of these things, what is the root cause causing these temptations and behaviors in, in, in my kids. And, yeah. and it's, I want to be accepted. I want to be loved. I want to be valued. I want, you know, what, what are those, where are those influences coming from where you, we have to really seek to understand what's happening and then begin addressing at the stage that they're at. So that doesn't mean necessarily going on a tirade and irritating them, but maybe it's lifting them. Maybe it's telling them how special they are, who their identity mm -hmm. is in Christ. It says in the discipleship and instructing them, that's the avenue that we want to take where we're not irritating them. So it's it's almost like walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the deeds of the flesh kind of mentality yeah. is when invest meeting, spiritually meeting them where they're at. And mm -hmm. I think God does that, you know, like the Lord is a reflection of that because he, he does, he grows us, right? Yeah. The Holy spirit is, that's the job of the Holy spirit to convict us, to, you know, help us mature. And, and how does he do that by meeting us at the point in that one particular thing mm -hmm. where we're at and showing us and exposing, you know, our sin to us and, uh, and showing us in his word where, you know, where we need to make changes. And I think it's the same with your kids because they're not going to know, you know, like they're not adults, right? They're not at that level. So they're not going to know, Hey, this is wrong. This is right. That they know what you teach them as, yeah. as, as their parent. Right. Um, and so that's your responsibility is to, to meet them where they're at and help them to, to develop into, you know, a Christ fearing and godly person. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, the way you're, you're not going to do, it, I'm going to tell you the way you don't do it is by taking them to church and throwing them to the youth group and saying, see ya. I hope they do well yeah, with church you. Yeah, church is church is not meant for that. <laughs> meet your needs. Right. Oh, look, they have video game night. Oh, look, yeah. they're doing kickball. Yeah. Oh, look, that's not that's not what we're talking about because again, you're delegating your authority and Correct. dominion away. Yep. What we're talking about is really doing a hand, rolling up your sleeves, and really trying to understand the life stage that they're at. What is their maturity level? And understand this: if their maturity level's down here, then you should 
fully expect for them to make decisions at that level. At that level, that <laughs> yeah. means the worst kind of decisions. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and when they tell you, "Oh, I, you know, listen, I saw your daughter do this," don't you dare say, "No, not my daughter." Not my daughter. No, not my kid. Not my kids. Uh -uh. Right? We're not <laughs> definitely going to go there because, yeah. again, you're, you're, a, you're, you're, um, I guess, expecting an output, right? Input output. Where the input's down here, but you yep. think the output's gonna be up here? Yeah. No. No. You gotta like be very realistic on on the life stage your kid is on and adjust so that you can start managing from there. Yeah. If they are resistant to the Lord, if they hate going to church, if it's not a joyful experience, then you better believe. You better believe there's a target on your kid's back. Oh, yeah. If they haven't adjusted in their life stage in the maturity level of their faith, um, you first can even realize that by going to church, they're not even saved. That's not a guarantee that they're regenerated Correct. and then dwell by the Holy Spirit. So, you know, I remember I used to ask a parent, is your child saved? And they will always respond to me. Well, they go to they church. Go to church, yeah. And it's like... That's, That's not, not what I'm asking. <laughs> right. That's not what I'm asking. Um, so these are the things that we really have to, again, invest. Invest the time it takes. So that's going to get us to, you know, our call to action. And so with our call to action, Carla, why don't you go ahead and share that with us? Yeah, I think, you know, what we really try to focus this on one main thing that you can do that kind of um, ripples across your, your relationship, but have a conversation with your, like a dedicated, not distracted conversation with your spouse, um, just to listen or children or children, uh, just to listen. Don't interrupt. I think a lot of the times, you know, we have the bad habit of wanting to interject on what our spouse is saying and trying to, to say to us, but we just learned in scripture, you have to um, act towards your spouse with understanding. Yeah. So you're looking to understand where they're at in, in these and start with these stages, start mm -hmm. with the emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual. And maybe that helps branch out into different, you know, topics and, and points in their life that they're at. And, and, um, and when, when you're done with that, you know, don't give yourself a time limit, don't give yourself a time limit, try to ask questions. And what are some of the questions that you yeah. came up with that you think would be good for yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. The the first thing is, oh, listen to understand, right? So we said seek to understand. Seek to understand. That's okay. it. We're just gonna seek to understand. We're not gonna interject our interject opinion, our opinions, our, yeah. and we're not gonna ask questions that answer our questions. Yes. We're gonna ask questions that are going to clarify more about what they're saying so that you, you can, can understand. understand, right? Yeah. So you're going to say <laughs> things like, it doesn't matter if it's um, uh, in the in the middle of the conversation, right? I mean, you don't want to interrupt, but it's not really an interruption if you're asking Just them to clarify, to clarify or expound. So Agreed. one of the things you can say is, hey, can you expound on that part? You know, if they're telling you tell about, me more. tell you know, me more, right? Example. Or what do you mean by this, right? right? Like when you say this, what do you mean by this? I, I, help me to understand better. Um, saying things like, how does that make you feel, right? And and especially, you know, men to your wives, asking that question of, how does that make you feel? Man, 
you may say, oh my God, I was going to open a can of worms. That's what That's you want. That's the whole point. That's what you want. <laughs> you want the can of worms to yeah. open because in the can of worms, you're going to find out that one issue really is about five issues. And, and, yeah. and then you can start understanding the complexity of the problem. Um, you can start understanding how to address the problem. So these are all things. Uh, another good one that I love is explain to me how I can help. Tell me how I can help because that's how you start um, understanding this. Think of this like a bridge, okay? And I, 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 these are the examples I use with my employees, but think of the permission you have because sometimes you're going to say like, well, yo, if I put no time limit, we're going to be there three hours you know, with my spouse. <laughs> and it's like, listen, trust me, if you do all of these things in stages and you just kind of say like, what do you mean by this? And tell me more. And how can I help with this? That one question, how can I help starts bringing it to a resolution? Right. Because after you're done opening a can of worms and it's all out, then you start saying, how can I help? How can I serve? How can I love you in this capacity? Yeah. What you're going to start seeing is the narrowing of the conversation because you have permission. Nothing is worse than trying to conclude a conversation where you don't have access and permission to conclude. Mm -hmm. if, if your wife doesn't feel like she's gotten to the bottom line of what the problem really is, I can't tell you enough how many times my <laughs> wife tells me, you don't understand. You still don't understand. And I'm thinking, yeah, I understand. Let me tell you. And I'll tell her, she'll say, no. That's not that's it. That's not it. <laughs> so we got to go back to the to, to the, the opening of the worms, right, in the cans and me listening until until I can say, oh, yeah, how can I make this right? And then we're able to narrow and narrow. I think us men are a little more straight to the point. Yeah. But we're the same way, though. I mean, there sometimes y'all can be complex. Yeah, we are. We, we we can be a little complex sometimes because we we you know, we avoid and, and, and when we start bringing up all the times and the reasons why we avoid, right. but <laughs> again, these are all things that if you go through this practice, right. And think about it, like Carla said, in the life stages, sometimes it's really good to start in the physical. How are you feeling? Right. Are you stressed? How, how, what, what's going on with your yeah. work? How are you feeling? And then as, as they start telling you about that, how how do you like how do you managing this spiritually like how's that affecting you spiritually mm -hmm. now you it see segues. i'm yeah. segueing into my spiritual walk right and uh-huh uh-huh well how does that all that make you feel you know how, how how you know how's that making you feel yeah okay all right and and you know uh physically how are you feeling like wh where are you at you know are you noticing any changes physically to this and you're just asking questions to yeah. understand yeah. right because sometimes you're going to find i i will tell you right now that there are certain ailments that affect people that they don't want to talk about but if you don't really try to get to know it like i know somebody who is very old in their stage but they're just used to working so hard all the time and so it wasn't, a, but they were always in pain. And you saw it in their face. Mm -hmm. You saw it in their face. But just recently, they had to use like a, a stick to lean on sometimes because the pain was that bad. And so, you know, when you start seeing the wincing on someone who's a little more older, sometimes you need to stop. Yeah. And you need to ask, like, you know, how are you feeling? How's everything? Yeah. You know, tell me a little bit. I saw you wincing. You know, talk to me a little bit about that. And let them tell you. And this is going to tell you, even physically, 
the life stage that they're at because a person like that you're certainly not going to say hey can you give me well, a hand? Spouse, can you give yeah. me a job uh, uh <laughs> help me out in a job out there where i have to pick up something that's 300 yeah. pounds you know these are just all things that you got to uh, be completely cognitive of. yeah and i think you know to just kind of wrap it up a little bit um and put a bow on it uh i think what what this brings me back to is um, when you start to practice these things, um, which are not easy, by the way, it's not easy for people to sit and listen to another person without interruption, uh, interruption and without interjecting. But when you do do it, um, it really starts to get you to think less about yourself mm -hmm. and more about your spouse. Yeah. And that is the place where you want to be. You yeah. want to be in the place where that very last question, how can I help you? That's going to get you to um, start helping yourself to meet your partner's needs and start putting them and prioritizing their needs first and thinking about them and how less about yourself and what your needs are and what stage you're at and just your perception and your perspective. It changes your perspective um, when you are sympathetic, you know, to another person, or you try to, to treat them with understanding. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and listen, if you have not, uh, because a lot of these podcasts compound on each mm -hmm. other. So, you know, I know that there's other things that, that maybe ha are, are on, on the hierarchy of, of disciplines mm -hmm. and needs. There are probably other things that we, we sh that need to be touched on before this, but we've touched on them back yeah. there. So go go listen to episode two, three, four, and 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 just check out the topics that we were talking about. But this one certainly is important because it is a position of grace. Yeah, we talked about that in the very beginning. Yeah. But understanding our nature, understanding our tendencies to be evil. So it's going to be contrary for you to say, "Let me study and seek to understand." their life stage just so i can help them out yeah it's so like against our nature so yeah. absolutely all right let's close out in prayer father in the name of jesus we thank you we thank you that you give us your word and you give us all that is the uh, uh sufficient and efficient lord to address all of our needs and we're able to love and we're able to um serve our spouses the way um you did of uh, the church lord you gave us that great example and our spouses are able to help us and love us and um and just be a part of our home in a way that um, you have called them to be we thank you for the spouses for our wives for our husbands we thank you for our children lord and we just ask you to continue giving us the wisdom revealed in your word yes. in jesus name we pray amen amen all right uh so don't forget like, share, subscribe, follow. <laughs> all of the little, all the things, all the little things that go ding. Yeah, do, do that, right? And ask questions. We want to hear from you. We want to, we want to see um, what you think, what questions you have, all of that. Yeah, we want to pray with you. Also, yes. if you're kind of struggling, um, you know, with your marriage, we certainly want to help you out and kind of share with you what we have done in the past and yes. what's been successful for us and um don't forget we ask you to like all these things because it's the only way we know that you're watching and yes. listening and it's being edifying to you all right people god bless you until the next one we'll see you next time bye-bye